Welcome to the No Bullshit Leadership Podcast. In a world where knowledge has become a commodity, this podcast is designed to give you something more. Access to the experience of a successful CEO who has already walked the path. So join your host, Martin Moore, who will unlock and bring to life your own leadership experiences and accelerate your journey to leadership excellence. Welcome to Moments with Marty, your short, sharp shot of leadership insight to help you stay on track between our weekly episodes of No Bullshit Leadership. Charles Darwin's theory of evolution is often summarised as the survival of the fittest. But in fact, Darwin's conclusion was that those who survive aren't necessarily the fittest. They are the most adaptable. As a leader, one of your most valuable characteristics is your capacity for change. Change is constant, but many of us don't cope with it particularly well. We frequently come across change in our work lives that we struggle to understand. And what we don't understand, we often fear. When I first took the reins as CEO of CS Energy, the company was in a lot of trouble. Everywhere I looked, the business was broken, starting with a balance sheet. There were a lot of good people working with the best intentions. But it was a company run by engineers for engineers. There was very little commercial acumen being applied. And to be perfectly frank, the culture was terrible. There was very little goodwill between management and the heavily unionised workforce. Knowledge was power, and the most senior people anchored their identity in their expert power. Their status, respect and influence was deeply rooted in how much they knew about the technical workings of power stations. In Peter Senge's parlance, it was a knowing organisation, not a learning organisation. And I knew that was going to have to change if the company was to have any chance of turning around its woeful performance. Yet, despite what I thought was a systemic lack of change and progress, everywhere I went, I would hear lower-level leaders tell me that their people were change-fatigued. <laughs> Seriously, how was that possible? How can you be change-fatigued when clearly nothing has changed for a really, really long time? What I came to understand, though, was that I didn't really know what change fatigue was. I assumed it was people becoming worn down by continual waves of change. Changes to strategy, structure, leadership, targets. But this fatigue doesn't come from the volume of change. One of the definitions of change fatigue is a sense of apathy or passive resignation to organisational change. It's driven by change that's unfocused or uninspired or unsuccessful. In other words, irrational change. I've had the opportunity to study a number of change management frameworks and processes over the years, from John Cotter's Classic Eight Steps to ADCAR and neurolinguistic programming. But I feel as though these frameworks begin with an assumption that few people stop to question. That is, that the change actually makes sense. Unfortunately, often the change doesn't make sense. And during my corporate career, I frequently saw changes driven from the top down with very little consultation between the people who were designing the changes and the people who actually had to make the changes work. This renders a workforce cynical and disengaged. 
You don't have to do this very often to make your people feel as though their opinions don't count and that there's no opportunity for them to influence outcomes for the better. And that frustration eventually becomes despair. Even when the intent of the change is sound, it's often undermined by poor leadership. Lack of detailed planning. Unrealistic expectations about what can be achieved with the existing resources. Not managing the integration of the change program with the existing work program. Lack of focus on the value proposition for the change. Not listening to feedback from people. And failure to communicate what's important and why it's important. In an environment like this, it feels like change for change's sake. And it's a failure of leadership, pure and simple. Just as CS Energy's problems were a failure of leadership. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that my leadership fundamentally changed the culture or the relationship between management and the workforce at CS Energy. Far from it. But I did enough to radically change the performance outcomes. And I'd like to think at least that the vast majority of that was the result of driving rational change. For more depth on this insight, have a listen to episode 119 of the No Bullshit Leadership podcast, Change Fatigue. We'll leave a link in the show notes. I really hope you enjoyed this moment and that it gives you that extra little spark to be a no bullshit leader.